We're bringing you more great conversations with leading innovators and entrepreneurs in the Washington, D.C. area. Today I'm speaking to Schaefer Minnick. Schaefer is the founder and owner of Pulse House of Fitness, D.C.'s first and only Versa Climber fitness studio. Hi, Schaefer. Thanks for being here today. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. Schaefer, tell me about Pulse. How do the classes work and who is this for? Yeah, so Pulse is not just a gym. We really pride ourselves on being a house of fitness. And so what we mean by that is we really are for everyone. Part of um, what I think is really unique about Pulse House and what we do is we strive to make everything really scalable. So we have two uh, main offerings within our studio. So if we uh, were to take it from someone that's walking in bird's eye view for the first time, We are right downtown, close to the White House and in the McPherson Square area, so at 14th and H Northwest. So you would walk in and immediately there's high energy, there's a really welcoming, um, dynamic vibe of what's going on. We really pride ourselves on having high level of service, so we make it a point to try to greet everybody by name. We make it a point to make you feel really welcome from the jump. So you would walk in, walk down the stairs, be greeted immediately by one of our concierge team members. And then from there, um, you could either go back into our fully stocked restrooms. One of the things that we really have prided ourselves on is the intentionality with which we laid out this space and the intentionality um, with which we selected a lot of our amenities and a lot of our partners. It's one of our core values to be intensely local and highly impactful. So all of our bathroom products are curated by a shop that's based here in Georgetown called Take Care. So we have really high-end, luxurious uh, bathroom amenities in all of our locker rooms um, for women and men both. And so from that, you would be able to walk down um, into the actual studio spaces. On the left-hand side is the climbing studio where things are more cardio-based. And so, as you mentioned, we're the city's only Versa Climber studio. So if you're unfamiliar with a climber, imagine if a Stairmaster and a ladder had a baby. So you're using your entire body the entire time uh, when you're climbing, which is one of the reasons that our classes can be a little bit shorter than um, some of our um, some of the other folks that are in the fitness space and so moving down the hall we have power up lockers which really allows folks to leave their phone in their locker charge it up have ports to charge laptops and things like that um, because i just personally feel that we're a little too tethered to our devices we're a little too plugged in Mm -hmm. and so the class is really an opportunity to reset and to give you the opportunity to focus on yourself in the room and the community that you're creating in real life at that moment and to kind of leave your digital footprint behind. And then you would walk down a little bit further and is uh, you would find our strength lab. And so that's a 1,200 square foot, really open space where we originally went into the market with metabolic conditioning circuits. So um, think of like a really innovative boot camp style of class where you're working as a team um, to accomplish a certain number of repetitions or uh, be able to hang in the round for a certain amount of minutes. And so all of that's very, very team-based, very dynamic. 
We've since added a couple of other class offerings that are a little more uh, muscle body focused, but really that entire area is high on um, utilizing muscles that are going to make you stronger. And so we've re- we really pride ourselves there on partnering with other fitness brands that are launching new products. And so every quarter we roll out a new line of workouts and that has at least one new piece of specialty equipment involved with it. Um, and that was really part of the naming of Paul's House of Fitness was to be kind of in line with a fashion house. So every season we're rolling out something new to always keep it innovative and always keep it exciting. And then in the very back of the studio space, we have a 300 square foot regeneration area where we've partnered with a physical therapy partner, a great group of of folks, also very innovative and entrepreneurial, come in and do on-demand PT sessions. And then we also have a lot of regenerative tools, things like foam rollers, things to engage in what's called myofascial release to, to get you either in a prehab state, so exercises and stretching to do before you do the workout, or in a in a after class cool down uh, type of environment. Great. So your classes you mentioned were about a half hour each, mm-hmm. and you've got two different types of instructional classes called climb and lab. Can you talk to me about what the classes are and why that's different than some of the other types of exercise studios in the district? Sure. So um, if we start on the the climb side, on the cardio side. Um, the, the climbers are a cardio-based piece of equipment. It is, they do also function off of hydraulic resistance, so you can turn up resistance. So similar to a spin bike, similar to increasing an incline on a treadmill, mm-hmm. um, you're able to get a little bit of a strength component there. But um, really one of the main differentiators there is the climber itself mimics your body's natural crawling pattern. So a lot of times folks will get on the machine and say, oh, this, this is like taking me a second to acclimate. I don't feel, um, you know, I, it's taking me a second to, to kind of get my bearings here. Um, but really it's, it's just kind of resetting and getting you back to a state of, Hey, this is really how I'm walking. I'm, you know, moving with, a, a what's called a cross body pattern. So you're swinging your left hand and moving your right foot and vice versa. Uh, one of the, the really cool things about the climber is that it really is, um, 100% scalable. So I taught cycling classes for 12 years I had led a triathlon um, team as a coach and done a lot of um, treadmill race training and things like that to help folks do marathon prep or um, some long distance running prep. And what was always difficult um, to to coach to or to work through were folks that felt a little bit defeated or felt like they couldn't quite keep up. Um, One of the really cool things that will happen in a cycling class is everybody will try to find the beat together and everyone's kind of dropping it on the same foot and and working together in that way. But we're all trying to get to the same revolution of a pedal stroke. And for some folks, it's just harder than for others, be it because of limb length or other things. And so the really cool thing about the climber is you actually move the machine. There's no momentum associated with it. It's literally your body powering the entire apparatus. And so if you need to take shorter steps, if you're a beginner, then you take shorter strides, but you're still able to stay in sync with the group. As you get a little bit more advanced, then you can elongate your stride and really kind of hit your full stride, so to speak. But it's a really powerful thing to have everybody moving together. Um, And it's something that we believe you don't see enough of Um, in 2019. There's just a lot of different ways to like segment and divide, um, you know, with, with race or, you know, your gender or politics or what have you. And so it's a really cool way to get everybody working together in one room. So that's something we really pride ourselves on in there. We've also recently launched a class that we call Rhythm Bootcamp, which fuses, it's about 70% cardio, 30% strength. And so you actually come off the climber and do some resistance band work. So we were getting a lot of feedback um, from our customers and, and all my fellow entrepreneurs out there. If you're in 
a proof of concept stage like we really feel like we are you know they you'll hear time and time again survey your customers listen to their feedback listen to what they're saying and one of the things we were hearing from folks is listen we love this cardio component but we'd really like to be able to merge some strength into it and so we uh we responded to that and so we will we've merged both of those classes together and have gotten really positive results from it so when you talk about the Versa Climber, you're not really doing the same kind of climbing action like Alex Honnold is whenever he's climbing a great rock face, say in Yosemite Park, or it's not like a climbing wall that you would see. What's the what's the action look like? And take me through kind of how the, the class works together whenever you're you're all climbing in a machine. Yeah. So no, it's it's not like bouldering um, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not belaying. It's um it really is Honestly, the the best way to do it is is to stand up and march, um, mm-hmm. and and understand like how the mechanics of your body are working as you're marching, is really um, what what you're mimicking when you're on the climber, and so um, it's it's set to music. Music is a big part of the naming of pulse. It's a big part of the power of group fitness. We believe, and so um, everything is is set to the beat of the music in what we're doing, whether it's in the climb studio or in our strength lab studio. Um, but when, when you're in those, um, moments together, um, we have the opportunity to either kind of dance it out on the climber. And so that's what we call our rhythm based classes. And so you'll do some, um, some unique choreography where you can do push ups on the climber, where you can do, um, what we call jumps where you're moving different hand positions. There are three different hand positions on the climber. Um, you can swag and, and kind of get some attitude and, and really kind of let yourself loose and, and have a good time in there. It really is our opportunity. We feel like we hold space for the folks that come in to, you know, kind of kind of let go. DC can be such a, a wound up place sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I think we all take ourselves a little bit too seriously. So it's a really good opportunity to come in there and, and kind of forget about all that stuff and shake it out and and just enjoy it. So that that's one of the formats we have in the climb studio. The other type of format is performance based. And so we have worked with some software engineers to get some metrics based on how far you're going, what your speed is, what your distance is, and then to gamify that and bring in some team races. So we have it on um, two TV screens Mm -hmm. um, up in the front of the room that's broadcasting and bringing all those team metrics together. You know, again, it gets back to kind of one of our core values being inclusion. And so we want everybody to feel really like part of the the movement of rising together. And so that that's one component. There's also an individualized tablet um, that's attached to each climber. So you're able to see how you're doing real time and see how uh, it portrays like a time lapse of how many feet you've climbed. And, and if you're, you know, at your peak or if you're kind of like, you know, recovering, um, getting ready to gear up and go again for, for the next climb. So now you lead some of these classes, right? I do, yeah. So can you talk to me about how you get the best out of people whenever you're coaching them through this? Yeah, so uh, my teaching style has really evolved. I've taught classes now for about 13 years. Um, and so only for the last 18 months or so on the climber. And so my the evolution of my teaching style has really evolved. I um, A lot of people will say that my class is like Schaefer Church, um, which is something that I really kind of shied away from for a long time, but really have come to embrace now. So I really make a point to bring to each class an intention of what I want us to focus on and what I really want to bring out of people that day. Um, I think it's a lot of leading with positivity. And I think it's a lot of um, one of the the kind of core maxims that we talk about a lot in classes, you're stronger than you give yourself credit for. And so, you know, it's really kind of reminding folks of that, that when you get to this place where you're like, man, like my lungs are burning, my legs are on fire. I don't know if I can, if I can hang in here anymore. It's that 
just remember that like never ever in the history of your life have you been given more than you can handle and that you really have the opportunity to push through here and you really have the opportunity um, to find that breakthrough. And the breakthrough is really just the moment where you make a conscious choice to like to stay in it and to to be part of the team and to let the people around you help you as well um, versus falling into the habit of, OK, let me take a break. Let me like grab some water. Let me let me sit back. Um, so I think it's it's really understanding that each of us has kind of this really amazing internal um, internal fight or flight. And so, you know, I think um, I think sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes we um, look at the challenge and we're like, oh, shoot, like, I don't know if this is for me. Um, and so it's it's, you know, reminding folks that, you know, you've like you've got this. We have people here that that um, are that are helping to pick you up. And so. One of the things that I'm really specific about, I mentioned when we first started that we try to get our concierge team to greet everybody by name, something that follows through with the coaches as well. But before each one of my classes, I will have folks turn and introduce each other by name. I think that that just really creates that lock in of, you know, if if like George, like you're you've, you look like you're dying, you know, like turn to you say, George, like we got this. Come on, I got you. Um we really it's a have group support, it. really. It really, it really is. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a group support. It's a group therapy. It's, it's a group movement together. What do your instructors get their training from? Are you training them or do they have to go and get some kind of certification to learn to train people to use the Versa Climber? Yeah, so we have um, a really um, fantastic fitness director. His name's Eddie Noland. And so um, we spent a lot of last summer developing proprietary training. So unlike a lot of other apparatuses that are out there, Versa Climber doesn't have a certified Versa Climber training uh, module or, you know, um, a certification process. Mm-hmm. So we're actually working with them right now to develop that because there are other studios that are, are starting to take hold in other cities um, across the country. And so we had to develop everything from scratch for, you know, for what we wanted the ambiance of the class to look like, for what we wanted um, the impact to be, for how we wanted the arc of a class to be structured. And so we spent a lot of time um, generating that content and delivering it. So we now have worked with the American Council of Exercise to get our own um, accreditation that okay. we can can give out to folks on the climb side. We're doing a similar thing on the strength lab side, although um, what we've mandated is that each of our coaches need to have their personal training certification. One of the things that we really view our differentiator is we take the best components of personal training, so that really high touch we remember things about you and we're trying to say, okay, you picked up 20 pound weights yesterday. Today is time to go to 25s. So take that really um, tailored approach and then bring the energy of group fitness and that support of group fitness that comes with it. And it makes this really, really um, amazing experience for folks. So um, for that side of the house, personal training certification is required. And then we also have another really robust set of, of training documentation, but all told, we have about 800 pages of training documentation that we've developed in-house to to really scale and, and to bring our instructors up to speed. One of the things that I think I've seen in this industry is a lack of consistency. And you'll get folks that really love, people that really love to take my class, but you know the instructor after me would teach a completely different format, even though on the schedule it would say we were the same type of thing. Part of the the, the really cool thing about group fitness is the the coach the instructor really does have a personality and we want people to vibe with that but mm-hmm. you should be able to get the same baseline level of workout at least sure. and people should be using the same vernacular and things like that um so that was something that we were very intentional about creating yeah so you can go from class to class and kind of have a similar experience yep. with that where did you first experience the versa climber and how did you figure out that dc had a need for this type of workout studio yeah so i um 
like I mentioned, I'd, I'd been teaching spin for um, a long time. And so I guess if we could rewind and take it a, a step back even further, I'd really struggle with my weight a lot growing up. And so at my heaviest, I weighed 308 pounds. And so um, I went on a very, you know, personal weight loss journey that that took a long time and really had to find out a lot about myself and, um, you know, get get to the root of what what was happening with a lot of like emotional eating and, and things like that. And so um, even when I started to get onto a fitness kick, I would um, engage in some some pretty unhealthy dietary habits and, you know, str- struggled with like eating disorders and things like that for a little while. And so part of my part of what I found was that there was not a lot of places where um, people felt really accepted or people felt like um uh, people felt there was a sense of community. And so that was always a big component of what I was bringing um, to the class. Mm -hmm. And so I um, had auditioned um, three times for SoulCycle and was finally accepted into their instructor training program and um, went up to New York. It's a a 12-week program. And so while I was there, I sustained an injury to my piriformis, which connects your glute and your hamstring in the back of your leg. And so a lot of that was due to the just really quick nature of, of how quickly I was um, spinning. And so I came back down here and um, actually started uh, rehab right down the street at Capital Rehab. And so while I was there, they put me on a climber and said, OK, this is how we're going to you know, start working on corrective exercises. Wait, for wait, wait. You. So, so the climber was part of the rehab. It was. It wow, was. Yeah. OK. And so I was um, I was really devastated all in all because you know, in this industry, like SoulCycle is really like, you know, setting part of the gold standard of, you know, it's, it's, it's a great company to work for. Um, you can actually make a living wage teaching classes there. It's, it's, they've created a really authentic community as part of that. And so I was like, okay, well, if I, if I cannot do this, what is my next move? And so, um, we built up on the climber to a place where I was going 10 minutes of steady state and it was a doctor's office, right? So they didn't have, you know, jumping music happening or, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of camaraderie. And so, um, the, the PT tech put me on. And so they're like, you're going to go 10 minutes steady state here today. And I was like, listen, if you're going to do this to me, I have to have my headphones. Like we, we need, we need some jams here. And so about two minutes in, I just kind of caught the beat of the music. And, um, I was like, wow, we could really do classes to this. And so I started picking my, uh, PT's brain. And so, you know, um, it really kind of, the idea was born there. And so, I had just finished renovating um, this really beautiful house at um, 12th and T Streets in, in Shaw and um, called my realtor up like two weeks later and was like, hey, you know, I think we need to sell this house. You know, I, I think we need to open up a studio here and do this. And so the more that I talked to people and the more that, um, you know, it, it, I started trying to seek out mentors and, and just try to figure out what to do, because this is really my first um, go at building a business from scratch. Wait, wait, um, wait just a moment. So so um let me just make sure I got this correct. You you sold the house so you could finance the business? Is exactly, that right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um commercial real estate is not cheap, especially for a startup. There's a lot of just intensive capital requirements. Sure. That are that are required. And so um, you know, I just felt really strongly that this was something that I wanted to um, to bootstrap on my own and to go through a proof of concept type of phase and then be able you know to take out to investors and and um, show them hey there is a need for this thing because the climber is really something that's unknown you know to be able to prove that you know people like this machine they like this they like this modality it's it's more about the experience that's being provided it's the feeling that you're leaving with people and it's not um, necessarily that you're on a bike or you're on a rowing machine or you're in this um, you know you're in this environment it's that 
Um, I think at our core level, every one of us is is seeking to connect with people. And um, I think we don't have a ton of opportunities to really do that in an organic, authentic way right now. Yeah. So when we were talking about product market fit prior to taping, it's not really just the product of getting the VersaClimber here. It's creating the whole experience. It's mm-hmm. creating the service of having the classes that are led by instructors, as well as creating community. Yep, exactly. Um, and that was, you know, part of what we were really um, intentional about in creating is that, you know, we believe we're, we're a hospitality experience. We don't think we're a fitness company. We think we create, we're a hospitality company that happens to offer a fitness experience. We've interviewed over 3,000, uh, we've conducted over 3,000 surveys of folks that have come in through the door. And what did you like about this class? What did you like about the experience? If you could explain this to a friend, what would you say? Um, and hands down, the thing we get all the time is like, I feel really welcomed. This is a really great community. Um, everyone here feels like family. It's very honestly little about, oh, this workout is so hard. The workout was great. My abs feel like this. You know, um, I can tell that, that um, you know, I'm my better definition of my biceps or like whatever um, the case may be. It's really at the end of the day, it's, it's about how you make people feel. Yeah. We touched on it briefly, but I did have a question there specifically just to talk about your own fitness journey. Yeah. So maybe you can just go into depth about that. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, I um, so so I grew up, um, I was a military brat, but um, I spent most of my formative years uh, out in Western Maryland. And so um, we had a lot of like country cooking and we had, um, you know, just uh, I had a really unhealthy um, relationship with food growing up. And so um I once I was able to to leave and kind of make my own choices, I really started to analyze it and see, uh, you know, that that I wanted to make a change and I really had the power to make a change. Um, and so, I this was kind of during the whole era of like South Beach and Atkins and and all this stuff um, was was all the rage. And so, I really engaged heavily in that. And then at the time, I worked for a firm that. He gave us complimentary gym memberships. And I remember uh, the HR lady telling me and immediately feeling like like sick to my stomach, like, okay, like I feel like I should go do this thing, but I like I don't know what to do. And so I would wake up at 4.45 in the morning and drive to the gym and I would sit in the parking lot and say, okay, today's the day you're going to go in and then sit there for an hour and then drive back home and get showered and get ready to go to work. And so that cycle went on for a couple of weeks until finally one of my coworkers saw me out in the car and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm so out of place. Like, you know, I'm big. Everybody I see walking in is like very trim and, you know, knows what to, has their gear and is like set up for success. And so he was like, no, no, come with me. We're going to go to the spin class. And so um, what he didn't tell me was that it was an advanced class. Um, <laughs> so that would have been crucial information to have beforehand. <laughs> But um, I went in and, you know, 20 minutes in, had to leave and and get sick. Um, But I don't know, something just kind of like lit a spark within me. And I was like, okay, I I think I can do this. And I think it I think it was a lot of different variables. I think it was um, having Greg there to say, like, hey, you know, we're we're doing this together. And I think accountability is a big part of what's cool about group fitness. I think it was the fact that the room was dark. The instructor was was very engaging and motivating. And I think, I mean, the music was phenomenal. I remember that um, from the jump. And so I went back two days later and managed to stay through the whole class and, and then, you know, started going back week by week. And so then before I knew it, I was kind of like engineering my whole schedule around it. Um, you know, when, when I could go to classes, what time I needed to end meetings by, when I could like duck out and all that kind of stuff. And so ultimately that instructor really encouraged me to start teaching myself. And um, I went and got I went and got certified and started teaching um, actually at an Equinox that was down in Florida. I was there on um, 
a long-term assignment for work. I still am a consultant in the IT space, but was a traveling consultant for a long time. And so I started teaching down there and then um, just kind of things aligned well with um, the consulting gig and Equinox. And so I came back um, here full-time and actually lived in Arlington for a little while and opened the Equinox out in Tyson's Corner. I was part of the opening team there, and okay. then Equinox and Bethesda. B- before we started recording, you mentioned that you have a job outside this. Yeah. So how are you able to balance having, you know, a f- I guess this is not necessarily a full-time job at this point, but having two jobs to do uh, uh, Pulse, to focus yeah, on Pulse? Yeah. Right, right, right now, Pulse is more than a full-time job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to, I'll be, you know, candid, I think... Um, I think unsolicited advice for any entrepreneur that's listening is to build a brand just takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And I have my MBA and I would always kind of like disregard marketing classes. I've always been very operationally focused. I like to really get things done. And so um, I really discounted the amount of, of uh, just work it takes to build a brand from scratch. Um, so that's that's a side note. But so um, what's What's worked well um, with the consulting side of things is um, I uh, have have some some pretty good flexibility with my teams there, and so um, I run large teams doing um, enterprise resource planning implementation. So um, doing a lot of of really cool work with the federal government and um, trying to optimize our systems and do a lot of that kind of work. And so um, my teams have worked really well with me to. Um, get up really early and and get meetings going. And so that actually works well for the government side because they like to um, have meetings very early. And so I will generally get up and start my day um, with a lot of that Altavia work at 5.30 or so in the morning and then um, try to really front load my schedule there. Um, There are some, um, I'm in charge of a certain business development quota within that space. And so I, um, I work a lot to try to, you know, sandwich in my networking events and lunches and things like that really the the nature of consulting allows a flexible schedule so you know that's been i've been really fortunate in that regard yeah so really your side hustle is like not even a side hustle it's like two full-time jobs yeah <laughs> or two side hustles maybe if you want to put it that way. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's just interesting how you look at it um i, th- I yeah. think that the side hustle would be like trying to have a personal life right now which is <laughs> not happening so well so schaefer how can they get in touch and find out more about pulse yeah, so obviously through social media. So this is um, another one of my learnings, the import, the power of social media in 2019. Um, so our Instagram handle is Paul's House Fitness. Um, I encourage folks to email me directly, Schaefer at PaulsHouseFitness.com. Um, it's S-H-A-F-E-R and then at Pulse House Fitness, all one word. And most importantly, come and see us. Um, our address is 1401 New York Avenue, and we are open seven days a week. Great. Well, that's Schaefer Minnick. He is the owner and founder of Pulse House Fitness. Thanks so much for dropping by, Danny. Thank you, George. We'll catch you next time here on DC Entrepreneur. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and connect with us on our blog, dc-entrepreneur.com. If you have any tips or ideas for stories, please tweet at us or message us on Facebook. Please tune in to our next episode. And thanks for listening.